0: To expand your life with another episode of Live On Purpose Radio. Joining me today is an author, entrepreneur, film producer, adventurous warrior. And she's also a mentor and a coach and has uh, created a lot of good in this world as she keeps moving forward to share her story. This is Sherry Moss. Sherry, welcome to Live On Purpose Radio.
1: Thank you so much. It's uh, my pleasure to be here today.
0: Well, we've got you've got a, an impressive list of credentials, including the adventurous warrior. Um, you've you've been through some adventures, haven't you?
1: I, I sure have. Um, you know, the book actually opens with the, myself when I was nine years old,
0: mm. and it
1: literally takes you right up until you know this time right now, the last few years. Um, yeah, you could say it was an adventure. We, it's you know rife with everything from you know, peaks and valleys and low troughs and climbing up yeah. and down and out of them.
0: Well, in the book that you're referring to is called For the Right Kind of Love. This isn't your first book because yeah. your career, as, as we go back a few years, maybe we can set some context for this. Okay. Um, you've worked a lot in the customer service area. In fact, your first two books were on the topic of customer service, but really geared toward, the the younger people coming into the workforce to help them understand some of the principles that are important as you're working with customers um your first book be ready to dance with your customer Mm -hmm. and then the second one table talk those are are more along that that line right that's
1: that's correct and and the, the the title be ready to dance i i um, As you know, I've had great success in the customer service uh, end of things in my business back mm-hmm. in the day. But mm-hmm. The dance refers to what I believe is a flow and a rhythm. You need to have yes. that. And, and the book is full of all of my sort of stepping stones of what is it is also not to do. But mm. it, it's a guide for young people. They all want instantly to be entrepreneurs or millionaires, whichever comes first. But <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> but they do need some fundamentals, some timeless practices that are going to help them. And it's kind of written in that with that in mind.
0: And those timeless practices have to do with getting out of our own way and being able to connect to what's going on for that other person. That's right. And- Absolutely. Maybe that's maybe that's less commonly taught or, or less commonly adopted by the younger generation um, because right. of how right. social media works and all the impressions and, and everything that we do to manage our image out there. That,
1: that's, that's right. And that first book is exactly that. These are the basic fine principles of getting out of your way of stepping aside and knowing how to understand your approach. Mm. understanding your approach and turning it around. um, But, but it's also geared towards people who want to run their own business or are in management. It's, it's really also how to handle your customer service staff, which is crucial and key because that's also getting out of (sighs) your own way, out of your own ego, right? Being ready to dance is not, is not about you with a customer. It's about you with your team for the customer.
0: It it has to start there, really, and it's it's interesting. It's kind of I work with a lot of parents, and it's kind of like a parent
1: saying, (laughs) "Stop yelling." (laughs) Well, you got that right. You've got that right. I think you just focused on chapter three in the book completely. That one thing. Uh, Interesting, you say that because in my second book. I take uh, young people, I have a co-author, beautiful young woman. Um, she was about 25 at the time. And the two of us had such a great, uh, you know, perfect symbiotic relationship, working mm-hmm. together, she was her editor on my first book. So we began to, you know, change things and I began to work more with, um, you know, millennials. And the thing is, I was running a workshop um, out of my own home actually. and you start with these things word of mouth and that we you know, I knew a lot of people that their kids uh, they're young it was actually for young women. And the, the one thing I insisted was no parent was going to be allowed to be there, right? Because mm. like you said, you know I, ask, I would ask a 21 year old or 22 year old um, what it is they actually really wanted to do. And you know, there's the mom. This is uh, sort of just a, in general, there's the mom. Well, you know, I always thought that she would be, you know, she would raise horses and blah, 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 blah. And you can see the daughter just cringing and rolling the eyes. You know, I, I, this is the truth. You know, my books are designed to get to them, right? And let them find and speak and learn and decide and that sort of thing. hmm and just to help them, not telling them to do it, just to guide them and help them how.
0: Right. The, I, I love this concept that you've shared with us that effective customer service mm-hmm. is it's the same thing that's happening in the team. And we need to treat each other the way that we hope that, that our team will treat our customers.
1: Bingo. Bingo. <laughs> Bingo.
0: We're all people. Right we're human yes. beings
1: yes and in fact
0: this is sherry this is part of of your powerful message because as you've gone through your own adventures now your third your most recent book for the right kind of love is more about your personal journey yes. and i think in writing this book you're you're actually practicing something that you've been teaching and training and coaching for years and that is to, time-
1: you to say that very kind of you to say that
0: well the the vulnerability the authenticity the acknowledgement of humanity um Mm. because yes you're a successful trainer and in this area and you've you've done the business thing but you're behind all of that you're a human being who has had experiences in life Mm -hmm. many of which were outside of your control yes And we develop images or pictures or stories about ourselves in that process that don't always serve us well, but there's ways to overcome that too. And so as a psychologist, I'm looking at at your books and thinking, okay, this third one is where where Sherry is stepping up and really getting genuine and authentic about about who you are and where you came from and why that's relevant and maybe how it's not
1: genuine and authentic. I, I will tell you, it was incredibly hard to, to say some of the things to write some of the things that were in the book. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was incredibly important to tell the truth and my truth. Um, I didn't mince words. Well, you know what, being a, being a, a decent writer, it's a good story anyway. People are captivated by it, which is the most important thing first. You you want people to, to want to read it. But mm-hmm. throughout the book, I, I come to explain the reason it says for the right kind of love. I come to explain how I managed to work out the habits and patterns I found myself in mm-hmm. due to the life that I started with and ended up with, I can tell you honestly, right now, I went to hell and back a few times Mm. um, through, you know, a spouse with incredible alcoholism and and substance abuse um, through lack of parenting uh, abuse from, you know, um, I'm not talking physical abuse, but as you well know, emotional abuse is, you know, is um, something just as important, but, um, you know, there was a lot of things that had happened to me throughout my life that I kept, I kept digging in and persevering and and getting through it, and then realizing something else had to change. But but through the book, you will find the thread, the common thread of what I found, I thought I had to have, what I felt was most important to have, because of what I didn't have as a child. So mm-hmm. the strength that comes through. Uh, absolutely, but it, it was an awakening for myself that I really wanted to share. It's important to me to get people to talk. Um, my porch is always open. I leave my house open to, to groups, whether it's you know young people or, or not, or older people. Um, it's important and communication to me is an absolute key, but also being able to look at look at yourself and find the things Mm -hmm. that that are important to talk about um i just think that if i can show you the resilience and the determination it might you don't know who is going to help i get messages i do get emails and texts from people regularly since the last book and they say my goodness um boy they all want to talk you know i want to tell you something i've never told anyone and that's a powerful thing you know that Mm -hmm. there's a reason they're not telling you is because they're hiding right Mm. Um, it's not because and yes there's shame there's guilt there's what have you but packing it away and refusing to look at it as you well know is something that um you know is also can be harmful painful eventually and So I'm finding that it's doing a good thing by people wanting to talk about, want to share their stories. I'm all about that. I was part of a movement called one last talk, which by the way, you know, has a a great um, podcast as well. They're nice little bites, you know, but they're people's Mm. stories. And I work with people to, you know, to understand what it is that maybe they don't even know they're not facing. Now, I don't don't have the credentials. I think what you do is exotic and fabulous. (laughs) And I'm I'm nowhere near there. But what I can offer is to tell my story in the hopes of making somebody feel not alone.
0: There are some really powerful connections between what you just shared and how we take care of others. And, And so obviously there's some implications and direction there for customer service and for how we interact with each other in the workplace or in our families and in our homes. In fact, I I remember you saying in the book that, uh, and it may have been in the forward actually uh, where, where you talked about you're trying to provide what you needed at that time. And if you can be that voice that provides some hope for, Uh, for a, a brilliant young person who may be trapped in their own thinking somehow that's or right. in their circumstances. Yes.
1: that's right. That's correct. And it doesn't work for them to know that there's a lot of steps. They can't skip them. Mm. You know, I, 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 deal, I find myself coming across this a lot today. There's an analogy in the first book about um, having to start in the basement. Uh, it's an mm. analogy about the building, you know, and in the basement was the mailroom. Right back in the old days, the big old buildings, they, if the, where a business took up, you know, let's say ten floors, uh, ten to twenty floors, but the basement was the mail room, and that's where all the buzz was and everything going on, and that's where you began. The very very top floor, of course, was the top executive, the owner, what have you, the one that got to make all the great decisions. So the kids that want to jump to the fifth floor and sixth floor, well, I, you know, I like that job in an office and, and, you know, I want to be responsible for this and in charge of that. Mm -hmm. And my analogy is simple. You got to start in the mailroom because you got to learn everything there is to learn first, you know, if you have the opportunity to, right? So even if you do get a job on the fifth floor, you better go down to the mailroom and find out what's happening and find out what's
0: going on down there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sherry, as we come back from this break, I would love to uh, just hear more about what your experience has been in learning some of these principles and how they can apply to us now. Uh, Folks, this is Sherry Moss at Live On Purpose Radio. We'll be right back. DrPaulJenkins.com. And we're back. Sherry Moss at Live on Purpose Radio today. Sherry, it's interesting to me, and it, we got into this a little bit in the VERT staff, how um, y- your business application of principles that you've learned happens to be in the customer service area and specifically assisting younger people with connecting to timeless principles. I mean, the the world changes around us. We got new technology. We've got new ways of interacting with each other, but the human principles behind it haven't changed.
1: That's correct. Because it's all about human connection, isn't it?
0: And part of that connection has to do with being real.
1: That's right. And, By the way, that connection doesn't have to be in person. Customer service is online, over the phone, and and in person. And um, I can tell you honestly, whether you're on the phone or sitting in front of person, even if you're on the phone, that client on the other end can tell the difference if you're leaning back with your feet on your desk or you're sitting up and being attentive just by your voice. These are little things that people actually have to realize, right? They know if right. you're scrambling. they know if you're scrambling and you knocked over your coffee cup, or you're trying to make a pot of coffee while you're talking to them. No part of you know my my structure in the book is it talks about before you are with the client. Mm-hmm.
0: There's
1: so much that has to happen before then. It doesn't start the minute you're in communication with them, right? Okay, right. Um, just just all the little things about um, being conscious of what the client wants you know communication is also you know I I've, I've helped people um you know plan for a business starting a business all the little things they need to know one of uh, you know there's 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 one thing that is, is critical to me is that I would say to them if you're talking you're not listening the only thing you mm-hmm. need to do with the customer first is listen right? They're not interested in you didn't sleep last night because your cat was yakking all night long, keeping you up. They want to tell you, however, that they're having a rough day because their boss yelled at them for something they didn't do. And where the heck's my coffee? And your job is to get the best damn coffee they're ever going to have at that moment. Hmm. So so this is what I'm saying. That's the difference, right? The listening first and and responding, right? Even if it's a one-time thing. Which it usually rarely is only a one-time thing, right? Um, so little things like that, I think, and 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 being prepared, as I said, you know, I can focus on one thing if you like. But really, there's something in that book for everybody. I've had responses mm-hmm. from somebody who had a very successful business, had a great team, great operation, doing well every year. He read the book and that came back right away. My goodness, I thought I was doing very well, but I found a chapter where I found one thing I needed to change or improve for my staff, and I'm doing this now. Things are, yeah. things are climbing even better. So right. it's, not a, it's not a one thing principle. It's, it, it is a philosophy, it's a groove, it's a rhythm, it's a dance that you need to make sure you and your others are, are, that are working with you are always on, right? Got to have a flow.
0: Right. You said earlier, uh, you were talking about the 10-story the business mm-hmm. office. And you start in the basement. You go down to where the mailroom is. Yeah. And you're talking about basic, fundamental principles. Listening first, yes. for example.
1: That's in the mailroom. <laughs> yes, it is. Watching and listening. Um, processing that information. Learning. We we see you. I have I've owned a business, I've run businesses, and I'm gonna tell you, we see you. You know what you're doing. We know you're doing that. You don't need to, you know, wave the flag and, 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 and worry about um, you know, your coworker that isn't doing all that, that might get ahead. Trust me. If you're working for the right organization whether it's yours or someone else's, we see you, we know what you're doing. And the person that can actually go down into the mailroom, and watch and learn and listen, every floor, it starts from there. There's all kinds mm-hmm. of operations, the plant and um, the, you know the, the counter service, the, you know, I'm talking about bigger organizations, but you're learning as much as you can and you're applying the principles that are in the book for yourself. You know, this is how you get ahead. If there's a reason it says, um, you know, about competition on, on the book, you want to be ahead of the competition. That's what everybody wants to do today. It's the it's most highly competitive world today for young people than we've ever had it. And so mm-hmm. why not have that extra extra leg up, as I say, right?
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: did some speaking in some universities and, and um, some colleges. And you know, the first thing I tell them, because these are all the, the young people coming in, first thing I say to them, our customer service industry is in terrible, terrible shape. If you don't believe me, let's go take a walk and I will show you in, a, in two blocks, all of the issues and problems. But the good thing is, I love the young people's mentality today. And if it's ever gonna change, they're the ones that are gonna do it. And I look at them and I say that to them. You know why? they demand it. They demand better. Mm. They do. And they expect better and they will, they'll shut you down in three seconds or tell the world all about you in three seconds. You know, they have the power to do that. So I, I, and they want better. Listen, if they're going to pay $5 for a frosty, cold coffee, creamy, sugary thing, (laughs) (laughs) i don't know where they get the five dollars for that but but they demand better they really do
0: right right i was alluding earlier to my fascination with the fact that you've worked in customer service and in business and then you wrote this third book Mm -hmm. which is not about any of that
1: no no but it's yeah,
0: I think it's still fundamental to the conversation. Can I just ask you straight up? I think I know part of the answer to this, Sherry. but
1: Straight up. Why
0: did you write this third book that is so vulnerable and raw?
1: Because it was my final healing to do so. I had the book in me for so long. I never knew. I, I always knew someday I would be a writer I didn't start till maybe I guess five or six years ago I had a long career uh first you know successfully as I mentioned then I Mm -hmm. of course Mm -hmm. took raising I took raising my children very seriously stayed home as much as possible with them I knew I would be a writer and so when I finally sat down had no more excuses not to be I never dreamed it would be the business books first I think I had to find my voice that way I had to find my value find my worth that I did have something to say and I could help people and Mm -hmm. especially in my things that I was successful at it wasn't until after that I knew and my life was changing at the same time though as you will read in the book and I highly encourage anybody who it is a feel-good book it's not a you know you will laugh you will cry you will laugh and you will cheer and you know you need those you need all of those to to um, to make it worth reading you know that's the way I feel but but what you're going to find is that my life took a turn after that work into
0: mm.
1: into what I felt was more important and what I felt was more important to me, what I was felt was more important in life and good things started happening to me because, I was um, changing my focus a little bit. So the, the last book came about because I finally thought, well, this is my final healing. I'm going to tell this story for the last time.
0: <laughs>
1: mm. I'm going to write it out because I really want people to know they can persevere and dig deep down inside and find the strength and resilience and, and things you know to work out for them. I really wanted to show people that.
0: I love that you acknowledged that it was a a healing process for you.
1: Yes.
0: These stories and, and folks, just to give you some context, um, Sherry shares in this book for the right kind of love uh, going clear back to when you were what eight or nine years old, living in a motel Mm -hmm. on a desert highway and i th- I think I've seen that motel in movies,
1: yes, yes you I have. may have
0: stayed in it once in Nevada,
1: <laughs> yes, you probably have with four with three siblings there were four of us in one unit, yes,
0: and yes. you weren't staying there, you were living there, mm-hmm. and that's just the context around a a number of difficulties that happen and what I've seen as a psychologist, sherry, is that we We gather these stories and we develop some kind of uh, an identity around them. And when you just said, you know, tell this for the last time, Mm. um, (laughs) you're taking the story out of your head where it gets jumbled around and confused with who you are and putting it in a place where you can just look at it a little more objectively it's interesting. I was talking to—it's um, an inspiring woman who is a, a pastor, uh, and she grew up in the Caribbean with similar adventures. Okay, and and she said to me, or I can't remember if it just developed from our conversation together, but what we came up with is extreme does not equal extraordinary, right? As intense and as extreme as our experiences might be, it's not extraordinary because everybody's got a story.
1: Yes, absolutely. Everybody has a story. Um, I I was completely open and vulnerable in writing this, not in writing it, in publishing it. Because that's the key. That's the key. I knew I would write it, and my skills, of course, got better because of. I, there's another reason I'm glad I did the first two books. My skills definitely got mm-hmm. better as a writer. But writing it, I wrote it, and this is very important. I wrote it without the decisions to publish it. I wrote it strictly from a point of, I'm going to write it all down. When you do that without saying yes or no, you're publishing. Now, I already was working with my publisher, but writing it was just for me. And I was very, mm-hmm. very... What ended up happening, this was kind of um, unheard of, it actually was released for publication within one year to the week of beginning writing it. I wrote it in a month and a half because I didn't stop. I felt it was the right, I'm very, um, you'll find in the book I I have a lot of spiritual connections that I believe in. And so I knew it was the right time. Well, COVID came. So no more traveling and staying at home and I thought, oh if there's ever a, a minute I can do this I think now <laughs> so I set aside yeah. the time daily and I and of course when you write your first draft there's no need for grammar or sentence structure you know you just keep you just get the words out right. that, that's the easy part the editing is what takes months <laughs> Turning that's it right thing right okay but but getting it all out just it was the right time and and the more, I, the more I wrote it, I actually fell in love with it. I fell in love with the fact that, my God, this is a story. And people have told me, you need to share your story. You need to help others with it. And I thought, my God, this really is a story. I can get past that. I didn't mm-hmm. sugarcoat anything. I talked about the things that I did that were, um, you know, slightly, slightly wrong as a 10-year-old, <laughs> 11-year-old. Um, But, you know, as vulnerable and open as it was, when I was finished, the big deep breath came and I said, do it. Just put it out there. Get it out there. Because if it helps one person, just one person, I will have done my job.
0: Then it's worth it. Yeah. 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 Sherry, thank you for sharing those insights with us today. Folks, once again, the, the book that we're just now talking about is called For the Right Kind of Love. And that is the the vulnerable, authentic Sherry Moss. You get to to learn some personal things in that book. Um, Previous two books are Be Ready to Dance with Your Customer and Table Talk, which you co-authored with Megan Fitzpatrick. And you mentioned her earlier as well. Sherry, how's the best way for people to connect with you or what would you invite them to do as a result of our conversation today?
1: I I do have a personal site. Um, I'd like to apologize for not being that up to date. You will find my books. You will find some of the work I do. It just Mm -hmm. has a lot of other work I've done that I've sort of gotten away from. But in there, you will find a great way to reach me. My personal site is at sherryannmoss.com, and with an E. So it's actually S H A R I. A-N-N-E-M-O-S-S dot com. So, but True. my books are all on Amazon. They, this last one has just been released also in audio. There's audio paperback hardcover. It's an easy read. I highly, highly recommend somebody who just, you know what, needs to sit down for a quiet minute in mm-hmm. their story and perhaps start their own reflections and, you know, that sort of thing. Yes. I'd love to hear from you, from anyone. I do, I'm, I'm quite responsive. But, um, you know, that's, that's the honest truth. I'm, I'm actually living a, a simpler life. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> we, yeah. I do live on purpose, I do. I, I move with purpose and I'm, I'm grateful I'm in that position in my life now.
0: Well, that's beautiful. And thank you for sharing. Once again, folks, the, the website is sherryannmoss.com. It's spelled S-H-A-R-I and then N-A-N-N-E and then moss, just like it grows on trees yeah. Yeah. with a dot com after that. Jerry, thank you so much for sharing your insights with us here today. You're folks, it's time. You've been inspired Uh, I know that something that we've talked about today has triggered a chord in you. It's time to act on that and for all of us now to go live on purpose.